welcome to the Inglorious Blasters podcast, the Star Wars Legion podcast, talking anything and everything glorious or inglorious about the game. My name is Corey, and with me today are two tweezers I call friends, John and Brendan. How's it going, my dudes? That's going good. <laughs> uh, the puzzled looks on your faces. I do tweezers? not mean tweezers. I do not mean real life tweezers. Why do you have tweezers at the ready, Brendan? <laughs> because it's at my hobby desk. Yeah, that's also at my hobby desk. John doesn't know this because he doesn't hobby, so. Fair. He always yeah, has tweezers on hand. <laughs> uh, Even so, when I did hobby, I don't think I had tweezers at the ready at all times, though. A lot of, like, hobbying nowadays, I don't want to I don't want to upset anyone, but there's, like, a lot of <laughs> extra stuff that, like, is, like, brought into the market. It's like, whoa, here's, like, a hobby holding handle which is very convenient and very nice, but it's like, you don't need it. You don't need tweezers to hold like your grass tufts. You don't need like some of the extra stuff. It's just fun. It just makes it a little easier. Yeah. I, I could see that for grass tufts, doing a little basing, going above and beyond. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but tweezers apparently means uh, is slang for BX series droid commandos. Uh, from Star Wars, the Clone Wars TV show, Rookies. Mm. Don't trust me. Trust Wikipedia if I'm wrong. <laughs> so, I now want to go rewatch that episode. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too to see if they actually say tweezers. <laughs> and we'll be back in 24 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan's just going to send me an audio file later to say, yes, they were correct. <laughs> I'll add it at the end. Okay, anyways, uh, today on the episode, we got Brendan playing against experimental droids. Ha! It's like <laughs> I planned this uh, insult. Yes, I definitely did that on purpose. Uh, then we got a glorious versus inglorious segment coming back at you. Today, we're going to be talking about Veers. Check it out. It should be fun. But before we begin the episode, I want to give a shout out to a couple of us sponsors of our podcast. We got Baron of Dice. Check out baronofdice.com. For his far away galaxy Star Wars Legion dice collection. So he's got tons of cool dice. They come in a variety of different colors. Uh, you got the, your red, you got your black, and your white attack dice. And, you know, you got some defense dice and, oh, that glorious vehicle die, right? Go check it out. Uh, use checkout code GLORIOUS for a little bit of a discount. Brendan, what if I don't own a 3D printer and I want all the cool stuff? If you don't own a 3D printer, but you want the cool-looking 3D-printed terrain, Panhandle 3D is your go-to. Get all the cool-looking 3D-printed terrain without the hassle of having to make sure your own 3D printer is up and running, like mine, which is still not up and running since our last recording. I finally have the pieces I need. I just need to put it together. But if you don't <laughs> want to have to go through that effort, like I have been putting off... Um, you know, have somebody else do it for you. Uh, so just use the code GLORIOUS uh, at Panhandle3D's Etsy shop and you'll get a discount. Very nice. I also feel you. My 3D printer is down, but I have a different problem to solve. My dice are flowing all over the table. How do I solve this? John, I think you have an answer. <laughs> if you are referring to a dice tray, you can get a beautiful custom dice tray or shop one of the many options that are at the Dice Must Flows Etsy shop. And you can even get a discount, 15% off, using coupon code IGBLASTERS. And I will also plug that I don't have problems with 3D printers because I don't own one. I just get all my terrain printed from Panhandle 3D, and I don't have to worry about parts and maintenance. This stuff just comes beautifully printed. I just have to prime it and uh, do a little dry brushing, and boom, I'm good to go. And I just watch you guys deal with all of your maintenance issues. It's a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> can be. Uh, man, it's, it's always a hobby within a hobby sometimes. That's what it feels like. But yeah. moving along, uh, we got some tournaments we want to give a shout out to as well. Uh, the Dutch Open is happening real, real soon by the time you listen to this. It is uh, November 18th and 19th in Amsterdam. Go check it out if you are uh, in the area and you can make it. I heard it's going to be fun. It's a world's qualifier, right? Go get that world's qualifier swag. Uh, and then we got PAX. Uh, I'm going to steal a Nick Bodnar phrase. It's PAX, baby. <laughs> uh, all three of us should be there. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. 
Uh, oh, that is we'll December be there. 2nd. We'll be there. Oh, yeah. It's or time to roll dice. We? <laughs> I'll be there wearing a Christmas sweater, probably. I'm going to figure I'm gonna figure that out. It's going to be a little warm to wear a Christmas sweater in that room. It will. It's going to last about like 10 minutes, and then it's coming off. <laughs> it gets real hot in there. It yeah, does. No. Pax is a sweaty, sweaty place to be. <laughs> A lot of dude sweat going on in facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of people. It's just oh my god. Yes. Anyways, moving along. Moving along. <laughs> All right, Brendan, you played against some experimental droids. Uh, tell us your experience. How was it? I did. Was it fun? So uh, I did end up getting to go to the uh, Curio Caverns tournament, um, but uh, un- unfortunately, I only got to play uh, one round before I left. Uh, and I got to play against the experimental droids for that. So, uh, you know, I, I thought that was great. I got to play against something I hadn't played against before. Although I guess my chances were pretty good with 16 players. There was one experimental droid and there were three Wookiee lists. So, <laughs> uh, I didn't get to play against any Wookiees, but I got the experimental droids. So the, uh, the list I played against was a super tactical droid with improvised orders, a B1 battle droid. Two B2s with the B2 Ha Trooper. Uh, two BX series droid commandos with the sniper rifle, tenacity, comms jammer, and vibra swords. And a droid commando with tenacity, comms jammer, and vibra swords. And three droidicas for 10x and 800 points. A man after my heart. Droidicas. Yep. I, I was running a variant of the uh, Imperial Remnant list I've been trying out. With uh, Moff Gideon with improvised orders and the Dark Saber, uh, Shore Trooper with a Stormtrooper T21, a medical droid and targeting scopes, two Stormtroopers with HH12s officers and recon intel, Scout Trooper with T21 and targeting scopes, and two Death Troopers with sniper rifles, recon intel, and their E11s, and then two speeder bikes. We ended up for our game. I chose to remain the. Uh, Blue player, because I had the bid. I, I didn't want any of the close deployments or limited viz or anything uh, going into things. Because <laughs> my list is not like that. But we ended up on Bombing Run, Disarray, and Supply Drop. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, um, I hadn't played Bombing Run before, so this was a good learning game for me. So, And it was in my deck. I, I need to learn how to play it, so I put it in there. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. I've only had like three games of Bombing Run. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I learned from this game, um, red dice sometimes are terrible for defense. Um, literally Moff Gideon got shot twice, a total of five crits get through to him. And over the course of both rolls, one roll of three and one roll of two, I get zero blocks or surges. So he just goes down. Ugh. (laughs) <laughs> that's miserable that's rough. and he was one of my bomb carriers with nobody else around to carry the bomb uh so yeah right it was bad um so never rely on your saves no matter how good they are because he does have surging red defense dice <laughs> <laughs> um bombing run don't underestimate droidicas i i, I realized um yeah. Especially in this force. Because not only have they do they have the option to go to wheel mode, and then they're speed three and they go real fast and they have to cover two. You can also they can also choose to not do that if they're near their commander and still go speed two for a movement and then still yeah, shoot one. you. Yep. Special uh, army rules, baby. Yeah. Uh scariest thing about the experimental droids was definitely the BXs. They crossed that table so fast with the scout move, uh, up being their speed for one move to speed three, and then getting in there. And, you know, they can afford to do double moves because they had the swords, so they had charge. And they just went to town on my troops. Um, it was bad. Uh, my opponent's defense dice were exceedingly hot, even his white dice. And... My attack dice were average, and my defense dice were subpar. <laughs> right, doesn't um, make for a winning combination. No, it doesn't. It was a lot of fun, though. 
uh, you know, getting to see some of the the neat tricks that this list had. Um, you know, overall, it was a fun game. It was very one-sided. I mean, I, I ended up conceding the game because I had no chance at winning. Um, and it was just, it was a lot to, to deal with. The, um, the super tech was there to override if necessary. And, you know, he basically never had order control unless he really knew what he wanted to have the order control on and it worked because you can just do what you want with that special rule so he didn't have to pay the t-series tax on his b2s that's why he only had one b1 in the list because he didn't it's a droid list that didn't care about order control yeah yeah it's pretty freeing it it was so weird to play against and because i'm not used to that so it um I will say the uh, funniest part about the game, though, is he does ha- he did have those comm jammers, but he went into my units that were so far away from Gideon anyway, and I'm playing Remnant, so I don't care <laughs> about comms jammers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> un- until Gideon died, but yeah. At that point, the game is pretty much decided, so. How did his uh, Jordicas do? Did they shoot at all, or did they just mainly do the mission? Two like, of them were a- bomb carriers. Well, all three of them were bomb carriers. Um, two of them, I don't think ever shot and mm-hmm. one because of that, that speed to move ability, uh, was able to really ruin turn one for me by moving up speed to getting line of sight on my scouts that had a standby to prevent his BXs from moving in and shoot the standby off. Uh, I didn't think he had a, a, an ability to do that, but he then was able to speed up and get an angle. So uh, that followed with the BXs coming around and then wiping the scout squad in one hit. So That's rough. Oh, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, as I said, it, it, it was a bad, bad dice game for me. I definitely had some misplays beyond just dice. Uh, definitely with deployments and getting a feel for the the table oh, he must uh, i personally real high too because i don't think oh, he had he any aims there he was rolling like, real bx's high. are all mostly whites without any aims eh? all right well he had the swords <laughs> yeah oh he came charging okay. he came charging in so okay i thought he was shooting okay got it no it was five red five white so <laughs> never mind that's really surge hard. to hit <laughs> um but yeah no it d- definitely not my favorite table I've played on felt a little too open. I don't think some of the terrain was placed very well. Um, normally when I set up tables, I like to make sure that there's line of sight blockers along the edges of the table. Um, because I've had bad play experiences where on a long edge or a short edge, it's just wide open right on the edge of the table. And people can just use barrage cards or whatever. Completely fine. You know, nothing line of sight blocking. Uh, unfortunately, this table had issues like that. Um, so as a result, I was a lot less comfortable with placing my army. Uh, because, you know, with Disarray, it was on the long edges. You had completely fine and clear line of sight. There was nothing in the way. And I didn't know if he had the uh, the barrage card for the uh, orbital strike, you know, for the yeah. separatists. So it really messed with my head on my placements. And I ended up placing my, you know, cause most of my units had scout. I went a little too close to him and that got his BX a little too fa- close to me. So I've so learned lear- learning. Yeah. Learning experience. So. But overall great. Um, shout out to my opponent, Luke. He ended up going three and one. So. Oh, very good. Nice. I do want to get more games in with those experimental droids. Um, I I really like BX. I really like droidicas, but BXs are really good in that list. <laughs> like really good. Uh, and I'm like undecided on whether to go like more shooty and with more aims or like his list, which had like more vibro swords. So I got to play around with that a little bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's viable it. both ways. So Yeah. I was just looking at the stats on that for the five black, five white. I'm sorry, five red, five white. And if you can get an aim on them, it's 7.3 hits on average. So, like, if you can 
basically do like a double move charge with the swords and put 7.3 hits if you get an aim onto your target. That's pretty pretty crazy. As long as they're within, start that double move within range two of the commander, yes, they can. I think you just put, um, oh, what is that upgrade called? Uh, oh, uh, oh, emergency but, transponders. Oh, emergency tra- transponders yeah. is real good. That, that's also an option. Um, for the double move. Right. I mean, O push is not bad, right? That's like, I think you want O push. No, but you can you also just use the. Go for like more shooty. You can use the experimental droid special rule to do it also. Yeah. 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 But I think you want to like the surprise them. I think you want to surprise them and use like. The speed three, then the speed mm-hmm. two, right? Because that's then, true. That's kind of what I was. Thinking. That's like that's like the surprise factor. Well, I mean, it works either way, right? Like if the, if you are within normal charge range, like sweet, like heck yeah. Um, but yeah, the the if you're if you're in range to get that that extra special rule, like there you go, man. But I will say, ultimately, this tournament, having seen the experimental droids, seeing that there were three Wookiee players, there was even a guy who brought triple Dubacks. Um. It seems like I, I'm not sure if it's just because it's some new stuff or we're shifting towards a melee meta. So if you just bring a gun line, you might have a rough time. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because it's new shinies, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. If we we'll run see. into Pax, a tournament, Pax though, will that's, be like telling. Oh, yeah. Pax, Pax will be very telling. But. You know, if, if PAX ends up being a bunch of Wookiee lists, a bunch of experimental droids, a bunch of Ewoks, I mean, it's just going to be melee central. So it's going to be chaos. <laughs> Looking I do to love it. a good melee list, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, very cool, man. Sorry you uh, lost and only went, you know, only got the one game in, but yeah. it's all right. Got some extra practice. Yes, but this has made me uh, decide. For the uh, tournament I have coming up, I'm taking the lat. I don't care if I end up doing well or not, but I'm going to have some fun with the lat so everybody can look forward to that next in our next recap. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan, the, the one true lat god. I am know. bringing the lat out. <laughs> okay. The tournament it's, will yep, have happened by the time this airs. So <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with saying my... right now I'm bringing a lat. <laughs> I'm quickly checking my notes on whether it's uh, glorious or inglorious. Oh, <laughs> what did we rate it again? <laughs> the lat will That's always fine. Be That's fine. You're going to do heart. great. You're going to have fun. You're going to do great. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Uh, well, if you want to uh, send Brendan an email, tell him how wrong he is and he shouldn't bring a lat, uh, <laughs> you should email us at swl inglorious at gmail.com or you can come interact with us on our discord page um the link is in the show notes so uh go check it out you should be automatically invited you can find us on most popular podcasting apps now including spotify apple google and youtube we would really appreciate it if you leave us a rating and a review uh yeah we would appreciate that you can check us out on the facebooks and the instagrams Check us out. Uh, I'm sure you can use the search function at SWL Inglorious Blasters and the Inglorious Blasters, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Gentlemen, are you guys ready for the debate? No. I am ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to sit here and be as impartial as possible. So today we're going to be talking about Veers. Uh, and for those of you that don't know what this segment is, basically, uh, two people pick opposing sides of a, a unit that we're going to discuss. Uh, one person's picking that they're glorious and that the unit is very good. Uh, and then the other person's picking inglorious, meaning this unit's bad and you should never take it. You should probably burn it. Uh, <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that last one. <laughs> uh, and then the third person is the hopefully impartial judge. Uh, and that's me today. So I'm judging. Uh, let's see. John has glorious and Brendan has inglorious. So we're talking about veers. Brendan, you're the only one that knows how to read on this podcast. Uh, can you help us out and tell us, tell the listeners what veers does? Cause I have forgotten. <laughs> yeah. So general veers master tactician is a commander for the empire. He's a trooper unit with five health and two courage with red defense dice. He surges to crit and is speed two. In melee, he has combat expertise and rolls two black. 
And for range, he has Veer's E11 Blaster Rifle, which is range 1 to 3, 3 white, Pierce 1. He has Spotter 2, Inspire 1, Precise 1, and Sharpshooter 1. And can take 2 command upgrades and a... A gear. Gear upgrade. And he's currently 70 points. He has three command cards. His one pip, maximum firepower, is only giving an order to him. And at the end of his activation, he may perform an attack using the following weapon, which is range four to infinite, four black dice, impact two, and immune deflect. Four red. Yep, four red. His evasive maneuvers two pip gives orders to two vehicles. When a friendly vehicle unit is issued an order, it gains a dodge token, and friendly vehicle units can spend dodge tokens to cancel crit results. And his 3-pip, Imperial Discipline, gives an order to himself and two units, and when a friendly unit is issued an order, it may recover. Excellent. Thank you for that uh, recap, sir. Alrighty, so... I think I want to hear from John first. John... Tell me why he's glorious. Hype, well, hype this man up. All right. Before I go into that, I thought of something uh, rather entertaining. If we ever switch to a video podcast, when we deem a unit inglorious, <laughs> just to go along with your statement of burning them, we could, <laughs> we could, we could have a blowtorch and actually just burn a uh, a copy of the miniature. <laughs> <laughs> you got spare miniatures lying around you can burn well I, that, mean, I could i could 3d print one and you, just burn it you'd have you know to what? I'm rock not paper scissors be... whose unit gets burned on these <laughs> <laughs> no oof oof maybe a listener would have no, to send in their copy if they were unhappy with their their model <laughs> it's whoever <laughs> loses gets their model burned there you go no. <laughs> Loses the debate. It would be entertaining. <laughs> it would make for some good... I don't know if you'd call that television, if it was on YouTube. I, I don't know. Sounds just, very Just unsafe. the thought the crossed fumes my alone. Well, that's the best part of it. That's <laughs> All right. No one no one needs to be burning plastic. Okay. All right. John, so, I'm, de- I'm deducting points. Fair enough. Yes. I'll take that deduction because it would be entertaining at least. So I had to <laughs> cross my mind when you said burn them. But... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, you can see what's going on in my mind while you're talking about <laughs> people joining, <laughs> joining our Discord and Twitter and all that. Um, <laughs> if Twitter's even a thing. Is it X no, now? It's called, or is that... it's called X. Okay. All right. <laughs> but no one uses that. Fair. All right. Let me tell you about Veers, who is awesome. So... Fear not, we're not going to be melting any Veer's models on this episode. Not that we're doing that anyway, apparently. You guys don't seem into the idea. <laughs> nope. But <laughs> Veer's is 70 points, so he is only 20 points more than an Imperial officer, which is pretty much the standard comparison that people are often making when you're looking at filling that commander position in your Imperial Army. Um, And a lot of times I feel like people throw the Electro Binoculars on the Imperial Officer, so a lot of times it's 58 points. So really we're talking about a 12-point difference. So between a 12 and 20-point difference, whether you want the Spotter 1 or Spotter 2 Imperial Officer. So cost-wise, he's not that much more expensive than your standard Imperial Officer. But what you get with that is a number of things. (laughs) One, he can actually contribute from an objective standpoint. So if you need him to grab a KP or contribute to grabbing the KP, intercept point, breakthrough, or help with a payload... He can do that without fear of him being the squishiest, weakest unit and possibly getting picked off um, because he's not a four-wound white save model. He's got five wounds with red saves, so he's basically the equivalent of a, uh, a stormtrooper or snowtrooper unit with a heavy in it, defensively speaking. 
Um, he's also less likely to be bountied. There's a lot of bounty hunters running around right now. So they tend to uh, be able to target those Imperial officers, rebel officers. I mean, those are prime targets with those little white saves. So they can just pick them right off. I don't know why Brendan's giving me the, <laughs> this evil eye right now. I feel like you're just trying to throw me off my game, so I'm just gonna not look <laughs> it's at you. Probably no, working. You're, you're just giving me ammunition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brendan doesn't prep for this, so never. So he's just like, ah, yes, that's what I'm gonna pick apart. <laughs> All right. So he's less likely to be bountied, though, if you go with an imperial officer. Uh, offensively, not that this is huge, because I'm not suggesting Veers is like an offensive powerhouse, but. If needed, his range three surge crit pierce one gun is on average going to give you a 75% chance of throwing a wound into a red save unit in heavy cover. If you have an aim that goes up to a 1.2 wounds into heavy cover into a red save unit, you're pretty much never going to do anything with a range one to two, one black, one white surging hit shot from the Imperial officer. That's about as useless as it gets next to the clumsy <laughs> kick from C-3PO. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then lastly, he comes with three command cards. Uh, Imperial officer obviously has absolutely none. Maximum firepower is, I mean, now that all the galactic civil war snipers are starting to come back, uh, they obviously have low profile now, so it's not a guaranteed activation killer. Um, but you're going to reliably put three hits into them when they're in heavy cover. Um, or, I'm sorry, I should say, you're going to reliably put three wounds into a unit in heavy cover because of sharpshooter one. So rolling the four red die, you're going to get four hits most likely one is going to go away and then you're going to roll three two saves. if you have low profile with ro low profile it's going to go back up to heavy cover essentially so on a scout unit they're going to roll two saves any other unit they're going to roll three saves so you're probably going to pick off a unit or two in a white save unit maybe one unit in a red save unit but scouts, you could reliably pick off one to two models. Um, the two pip evasive maneuvers, if you're building a vehicle list, I would include it. If you're not, obviously, it's not going to help you. And then the three pip I actually really like because it's a free recover. So that's going to be good for objective play, getting two activations out of an important unit. And then I also see some benefit with Force users with without Master of the Force. So with upcoming Inquisitors, there could be some nice combos there. Um, so for all those reasons, I feel like he's pretty glorious for a mere 12 to 20 point increase over your generic Imperial officer. Ooh. Spicy, glorious takes. I like it. Um, Brendan. Do you want to like combat some of his stuff, or would you like to just get into your points? I'll, I'll begin with combating. Okay. Combat away, sir. Bounty hunters. They will take whatever they feel like they will kill. Uh, if it's Veers and some Inquisitors or a Vader or something, Veers is still probably the easiest target for them. Uh, my case in point, he will die pretty easily. I... At PAX last year, IG-88 one-shotted him. I got the bounty. It was glorious. <laughs> but uh, Red defense dice, red defense almost, dice don't do much for you. Guaranteed, though, for an Imperial officer. There's still a chance he's not going to die. He only has one better save than the Imperial officer. He's still going to die because all the bounty hunters have pierce. His red saves don't mean as much with Pierce in the mix. We did just have a whole episode, though, about the how that one better save is the game changer between a white die army and a red die army. Yes, but when bounty hunters are thrown in with Pierce, it's basically the same thing. So he's, he's going to die. He has no way of getting away from the bounty hunters once the bounty hunters have him in their sights. 
um, he, he will die. He is not an amazing support commander like he was earlier in the game came out. He was basically one of the release commanders. Uh, he's definitely feeling the age. Uh, yeah, he's got a better attack than the Imperial officer. But I can't tell you the number of times, even with an aim, he still blanks out on three white dice. I mean... Have you it, seen Mortars, though? Mortars yeah. always get a crit. Mortars they do. always get a surge. <laughs> they do, but Veers doesn't. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know. It's the same dice. They, they they shoot over everything. He doesn't. You know, he shoots at it. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right, maybe. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, no, I mean... He's still more expensive. I mean, yes, you said it's only about 12 to 20 points more expensive, but there are plenty of people who would rather put upgrades other places than have what they see as a needed requirement that they don't want to have in their army be more expensive. That's why the generic officer has always been so popular. And then his command cards. They have never been touched from the start of the game they are definitely showing their age in some areas. Maximum firepower. Yeah, it's four red. Okay, it's got four to infinite range. Cool. Impact two. Eh, immune deflect. Eh, this is supposed to be an AT-AT shooting is something. And it feels very underwhelming with the dice pools we have today. Even this thing into dark troopers. You're maybe getting two to three if you're not hitting any crits with this thing. I mean, it's... And then it's not even piercing. It's it's a very, very sad barraging card, you know, from a range compared to some of the other ones out there. Uh, evasive maneuvers. This is the thing that gave outmaneuver before outmaneuver existed for vehicles. It, it just changed the card to say vehicles get outmaneuver. I mean, <laughs> it's... You can tell how how dated it is. I mean, ooh, one whole dodge on vehicles when the majority of the vehicles that this could be used on all have white defense dice. Oh, this thing's still gonna die. And then Imperial Discipline, I will fully admit, is a very good card. Except for one glaring problem. It still has to order Veers. How many things are on Veers that he needs to actually recover at the beginning of the round? Eh, nothing. O push. <laughs> Wait, no, take O push. My bad. That's a training. Uh, oh my god! Actually, is it anything? No. No, it's just Absolutely suppression. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, the only thing it would ever do for him is remove suppression. All right, quick tangent. <laughs> uh, Blizzard Force, Blizzard Force matchup. Uh, my opponent was playing the Veers version and I was playing the Vader version and I'd stack so much suppression on onto Veers and his army. He played this card and I got slightly sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, moving along. It's a good card. Yeah, aside from having to issue Veers. So. I mean, ultimately, why play Veers when you can pick so many other commanders that give you more versatility for your army? I mean, for only 20 more points, you can have Agent Callus with his bow rifle. He definitely shoots better from range. You know, I mean, for, you know, 30 and another 15, you've got Aiden just putting wounds through all the time with her sniper rifle from infinite range, where she's nice and safe. I mean, there's, there's so many just better options or, you know, maybe you don't have that extra 20 points, so you want to... You know, make sure you go with the normal officer so you can run Darth Vader or run two bounty hunters, you know, because you want to have those points elsewhere. He's not doing much for you when you can use the points elsewhere. Is this your argument? Are you still rebuttaling all my points? Both. Are you blended the two <laughs> into one? I blend. He blended. <laughs> he blended. I blended. That's all good. We have this no is, rules This here. is ridiculous. <laughs> There's no rules. We got no rules. You got more, Brendan? Um, he's got a dumb helmet. <laughs> Old school. <sighs> there, it is. there it is. 
Hey, I haven't what's, gotten to insult a helmet since Fleet Troopers, okay? <laughs> uh, quick, what's worse? Fleet Trooper helmets or Veer's helmets? Oh, Fleet Trooper helmets. <laughs> At least Veer's is wearing it as part of a uniform because he also does have a, you know, a chest plate and everything. It, it covers more of his head than the Fleet Trooper helmets. Those guys were wearing vests and helmets. I don't know what the helmets were supposed to be doing for them. I don't think anyone knows. Maybe if the enemy got too close, they can use it to headbutt them or like a tail whip with their head with their helmet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, I don't actually think his helmet's stupid, but yeah, <laughs> it seems like a suitable helmet for the time period, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's very World War Two esque. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, where do you think Veers fits in, like, for a list? Like, where do you, what, where do you expect to see Veers? Like, what are you bringing around him? Uh. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but (laughs) I'm having a difficult time figuring out if he's glorious or not. I actually, I mean, I, I shared with you guys the list that I had him in with both the upcoming Inquisitors, which obviously aren't going to be out for a while. But I kind of liked him in there with basically the two Inquisitors and a Shore gun line. And then you can utilize Imperial Discipline to basically get both their force pushes back up. So you'd obviously be ordering Veers and then both the Inquisitors. Not giving a whole lot of... Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about units that exist today. Well, give me a second to think <laughs> I, about I understand. I, I understand. Okay. That's... <laughs> I, I will say... Having played Veers many times, he is best in a gun line. I mean, the best thing about Veers is you can get him up to spotter three. So with one action, you're giving out three aims to your army. And we know that the Empire loves aims. You can gun line harder. You can gun line hard, which is why they're terrible. And he's a terrible commander. Because as we were just discussing earlier this episode, we're seeing a lot more melee lists. And he does not have an answer for that. All he does is give out some extra aims. But if things run into your lines, everything dies, including Veers. Those aims aren't going to help. On top of that, he's only a Courage 2 commander. And, you know, there are some suppression builds out there. And it's just not enough, even with Inspire 1. Are there suppression builds? I mean, like... There are. At the top tables? (laughs) I mean... There can be. There can be. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. There could be a Wookiee build that's just overrunning everything with Fluttercrafts and has a bunch of long guns giving out suppressive. There could be, but we don't know yet. No. I'm just, it's <laughs> no possible. bold enough. Somebody could actually still be running a, a shoreline with mortars. So <laughs> They're still Pretty not sure aware that you can't pass that token on. <laughs> <laughs> their local state scene is still being haunted by the single order being chained <laughs> oh, oh my god i hope not i hope not <laughs> i mean there's still plenty of vaders out there and master of evil just will with courage 2 is not gonna cut it yeah i mean you got that recover card though you just gotta wait for it that's what my opponent did to me at lvo so yeah but then you've only recovered with three units those are the three that mattered on KP. <laughs> mm. Anyways, anyways. Yeah, but why have a recover card when you can just have Moff Gideon who shoots his own guys? John? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just still pushing that agenda. Gideon can shoot his own guys. You're arguing for Moff Gideon who's like a, what, how many points? 30 more points-ish expensive? Yeah, but he at least can take a lightsaber. Well, yeah, but is that good though? It's kind of like apples and oranges, I think. Overruled. John, tell me something. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the obvious answer is he fits in a gun line because of just all the share. I mean, all I almost said shareable aims. I'm so programmed to think. You could from- <laughs> kind of do that with uh, coordinated fire, right? You could you could share that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm thinking from a clone perspective, obviously. Um from all of the aims that he is giving out from spotter two or three, if you do the electric binoculars. But I, I mean, I just think there's so much value there, honestly, for an extra 
12 or 20 points by comparison to the Imperial officer. And I still think in comparison to the Imperial officer, like if you have to make a play on the center KP or an intercept point, or if you're playing breakthrough, like I would just hate in a red save army to have the white save unit that like when I'm playing against Empire, I'm just like looking for those strike teams or looking for that officer. And when you're playing that type of objective, it's like, well, you may have 10 activations to my nine, but do you really have 10? Because three of them between your officer and your two strike teams are so easy to pick off if you make one mistake with them. Or if I can position echo just right or set up a fire support just right. So, I mean, just having veers and having the equivalent of basically like a full size five man stormtrooper squad defensively because the five wound red saves that just takes that one squad at least or one unit um, off the table from a defensive standpoint. That's how I look at it, at least. So I just think there's more objective play there. Cool. Um, well, I'm still, uh, I, I don't know what to pick. <laughs> I might pull a Brendan and go half seas. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Veers is so meh to me. I want to put him in Inglorious, but like J- John brings up like good points. You know, he's just does what he does, right? He's just a gun line helper. That's I it. mean, he's 70 points. He's not like a amazing commander by any means. But that's my point. He's only 20 points more than the most basic commander. Like, <laughs> like that's I understand, but sometimes that that's sometimes that's a HH12, right? Like that's more expensive than an HH12. That's basically it's like do you want an off a regular generic officer and an hh12 or do you want just veers and no hh12 on your like stormtrooper right see that's i'm arguing for brendan but i don't know yeah but veers is going to actually kill a model if he shoots into a squad in heavy cover that hh12 is going to do nothing yeah unless he runs into you know a, a degenerate like you who's got outmaneuver and everything and dodges and <laughs> That's my biggest thing. Like, Veers is not shooting, which is like, again, you didn't put an emphasis on it. So, like, I, I'm not going to. He's not, I'm not gonna but he, go fully he onto could. It. He can. He can pick off that. He can pierce and pick off that one thing, maybe. <laughs> I would say, uh, I would right, say so, it's almost a guarantee. If you do an aim shot, it's almost a guarantee, mathematically, that you're putting a wound through heavy cover. Because you're rolling not three really. dice, and you can literally re-roll all three of them because of precise one. And so all you're looking for is a surge or a crit, which you are, nothing is 100% guaranteed. But mathematically speaking, you are 99.9999% guaranteed to get a surge Pulse. or a crit if you're rolling six dice when there's a one out of eight facing. That's fair. I get it. I get the math. All right. Uh, I'm. I don't know. I really. I really don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna pull it right in. I'm gonna go half seas. So, I think he's glorious in certain situations and inglorious in others. Uh, man, I'm very indecisive tonight. I'm sorry, listeners. Virus. <laughs> uh, is like he does his job so well when you got the list right. <laughs> I'm ashamed of both of you. None of none of you brought it up, uh, but basically, his three is, is like amazing in like certain lists where oh, you yeah. need to recover. I know you you did slightly bring it up, but I wasn't going to um, you know argue John's points oh, for I him. I know, right? He's not an imperial <laughs> player, so I get it. But like Veers is like so good at recovering stormtroopers that have specialists or captains. It's like or HH12s. so good ah. or HH12s, right? Like, yeah, didn't even, so like, didn't even think about that. Oh man, it's so disgusting, right? And like certain lists like that, it, like he's he is glorious. Where you just like, you know, get to double tap your cool things, like you know, turn one, and then turn two, you know, using this card, it's super nice. But then other times he just doesn't do anything. <laughs> he's just an inspire bot and and aim and an aim bot. Some, and gives aims, which might be enough, but. 
at 70 points, right? Yes, yeah, so at 70 points, he feels slightly bad when that's all he's doing. Yes, you get, could potentially give out one more aim, but is, is that token worth it at that price hike? That's where I think he's inglorious. So I'm going to put it at half seas. It just depends on your use case. I do like John's idea of using him with the Inquisitors. That's definitely yeah. something people are going to play around with because, yeah, free recovers. Free, yeah. re- free recovers, great. They they I, get one yeah. card to give him a free recover plus throw him out there. That's why I tried for a while a a, a Veer's Callus list so I could get free recovers on Callus so he could keep easily swapping back and forth with his bow rifle. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, well, good arguing, both of you. Uh, sorry, listeners, I didn't come to a decision, but... <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I robbed you. What are you two worried about? It's it's both at one point at the end of the year. <laughs> eh. Oh. Yeah, that's fine. That's how I that's how I determine it. Anyways. Fair. That's for, uh, that's for you know, stat tracking for us. Yeah, I Who's mean, winning the most? Brendan's winning the most right now. Yes. <laughs> I will say I, I do agree with John's point. If you do have the points, take fears over the generic commander. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you can find a better use for those points, don't do it. I, I agree with Brent with Brendan and John right there. Yep. There you go. Um, I think the biggest thing, honestly, for me, out of every point I made, is just from the objective standpoint. Because like I always, every game I play against rebels or imperial. I feel like you pretty much, when you played a tournament, I would say, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like 80% of the games I play are KP, Intercept, and Breakthrough. Not me, because I bid, but <laughs> <laughs> I bid for those like disgusting things. But yeah, pretty much the standard are, are those. Like yeah. That's pretty much always the case, So for me at least. So when you're playing against lists that are... 10 acts i'm pretty much always nine but all the 10 act list i'm playing against always have like an officer i mean i already said this an officer or like two strike teams or like an officer two mortars so they're 10 acts but there's always like two to four of those acts that are squishy and like my goal turn one and two is always where did you misdeploy something that I can pick off turn one or turn two to even the act count almost immediately. Right. And it Veers allows you like that safety. Net yes. Of like, if you miss deploy, you're not going to get wiped. And then on the back end of the game. So now say we're at, I'm at, I've lost an act and you've lost two acts. So we're, we're eight to eight and it's KP and we're both going to have to make a play for the center or it's intercept and now we both have to make a play for the center on turn six or five or whatever that last scoring round is for the two points on the center um, intercept point. If we both have to flood the center and I know that I've got all my clone units and you're going to have to flood the center with scouts and a generic imperial officer and then you're going to leave, you know, probably one of your scouts back at your home intercept point. And then you're going to send seven units forward. If two of those seven or like the squishiest units in the Imperial roster, I'm already thinking like, well, I'm probably going to plink off two of the sevens. So you're going to be down to five. I'm going to force push off one of the other ones. So I'm already calculating like I'm not even going to bother with your shore troopers. I'm going to just start picking off yeah. all these white save units. So, real quick, since you're talking about it, are you making double moves on turn six? Are you making a move on turn five and then a move on turn six? Because if you are double moving to the center KP, how are you shooting at the same time? You know what I mean? To pick it off? That's that's where my calculation does not compute. <laughs> like, are, yeah, like, are you, like, move shooting turn five and then move shooting turn six in order to score? I'm usually, well, you, for me, for intercept, I'm usually either already there. Like I, I tend to pretty much like sit on the, the center and just basically say, come at me, bro. Yes. Yep. I see. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm not a clone player. So that's why. Yeah. It's like, like (laughs) if you think you're going to take me off this point, you're, 
you're either going, I mean, it's going to be game over for me, which is probably not going to happen once I've castled the center. Um, and then Anakin is usually a line, uh, behind a line of sight blocker. And then whatever your biggest threat that tries to take the center, I'm just going to basically do a relentless saber throw on you. Okay. All right. So you're already camped out. So you're out, already gotcha. camped out. So I usually, well, this is, I feel like this is giving it. I usually concede the center point for the first scoring so that I can basically give you center so I can eliminate one or two of your acts while you try to take the center, right? You think you're taking the center, but really I'm just letting you take it so I can whittle you down. Then I take the center from you and then don't leave the center. But then you're down one to two acts and then can't take it back, essentially. And by that point, the clone ball is in position to hold the center for the remainder of the game. I hate intercepts so much. This is why I don't play it. <laughs> clones are just really good at it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like once the clone ball's set up in heavy cover, and then you've got Anakin juiced up, and it's like, okay, like anything you throw at me, Anakin's just going to jump over this line of sight blocker and, and do a saber throw fire support into it and nuke it. Um, there's really no way to like play into it, I feel like, at that point. Yeah. I'm looking forward to having my own jump lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the uh empire gets a jump with yeah they just haven't had them. one until just now yeah yep and only Should one of them will have it right only one of them will have it uh they messed up they should have had uh fly i know or hover there it is hover helicopter okay we're rambling uh we? i appreciate everyone's time today thanks for arguing Sorry, I got us off on a tangent. My apologies. No, it's okay. I no, I <laughs> I furthered the tangent by asking questions. It's okay. It's okay. Anything else, gentlemen, before we close out the episode? Nice job, Brendan. Oh, Happy to share this win with you, sir. We're all winners here. Sharing is caring. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Alright. I'm Corey. I'm John. I'm Brendan. Don't forget. General Veers was an even worse person in Game of Thrones. <laughs> Stay glorious, everyone.